say you create, you know, whatever content that you do, right? TikToks, blog pieces, uh, videos, podcasts, whatever it may be, you're going to see this sort of this sequence of events that will just unlock so many sort of opportunities. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Sakan, founder and creator of Our Future, the go-to podcast and media brand for Gen Z business leaders looking to unlock their future in context of our future. And we've got a particularly futuristic guest up on the <laughs> deck today, Mr. Rahul Rana. Thanks for joining me, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So how old are you, man? How old are you? Where are you from? What school do you go to? Give us your little, your little, your, your uh, background. Yeah, of course. So I just turned 20 last week uh, from, from been in New Jersey my entire life. I go to Rutgers University. So, um, you know, <laughs> lived in, lived in New Jersey, you know, learning in New Jersey, everything, New Jersey, um, studying, studying finance and astrophysics here at Rutgers, uh, currently a sophomore um, and also working at Lux Capital. Gotcha. So the astrophysics thing, that's a minor or a major? That's a minor. Yeah. That's a minor. Okay. I was a little worried yeah. for a second that you were going to be... <laughs> calculating the distance between mercury and venus so nah. that's, a, that's a math problem that i would never be able to do it's very difficult right so right behind you the if they're listening in the audio format they won't know but there's a poster behind you and it says making moonshots it's a book you wrote yep. what is the book about yeah yeah of course so the book is about making moonshot companies right so making moonshots is a deep dive into the philosophies, mindsets, and strategies that are conducive to building moonshot companies right? so really impactful deep tech companies and um you know it's it's really those ones that really do advance, right? Science, technology, and humanity itself, right? They do some good in the world, but they're also profitable. And I just want to, you know, break down, you know, how people get started on these companies and, you know, what are the qualities of a founder that make one and then how anyone can, you know, really, really make a moonshot, right? So, so, right. so. Yeah, so <laughs> let's let's talk about what those companies are, right? Like, what are some companies that inspired you to make this book? I know SpaceX and Tesla, but like outside of those two companies that very much were like moonshots, what, what are some other moonshots we're seeing? Yeah, yeah, of course. So one of my favorite ones currently, um, admittedly, I'm biased because it is a portfolio company, but but Varda. Varda is this really, really cool space manufacturing company and what they're doing, right? So, um, you know, they're, they're basically putting factories in orbit. And what that does, it unlocks a lot of um, capabilities in terms of like you know, the microgravity or like the zero gravity environment. And they could do a lot of things at the atomic level, right, in terms of manufacturing and whatnot. So, you know, you could tap into, you know, the telecom industry, pharmaceuticals, you know, or you could print organs, right? And do, do biotech, you could do, you know, things with proteins and so many other things, right? Again, at the sort of the really, really tiny sort of scale. And so I just think that's this ingenious sort of idea. It's the probably the boldest, or actually the second boldest company I can think of. The boldest one is doing the moon. Second boldest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second, it's the second one. Um, one of my friends actually, he's trying to do put factories on the moon. So Barton's doing factories in orbit, but then he's trying to do factories on the moon. So factories it's kind of interesting. But, well, I, <laughs> but yeah, I, but. I read that we can use the moon as a launch pad, right? If we can set up some functionality exactly. there, right? We mm -hmm. can go and help yeah. between wherever because it's just a little bit closer, right? And it's just a little <laughs> yeah. bit just a little bit more extreme to be able to understand and set up shop there. So we'll understand how yeah. to go different places, right? So so you know what a moonshot is, right? It's a metaphorical of the Apollo missions, right? Back in the sixties. And you know the seventies, and, and you know when when we were going to the going to the moon and whatnot, and so um, you know here are the Apollo missions, right? They were seemingly impossible, right? They're probably not going to happen, right? We did, like when you know JFK made his famous speech in, in you know I think seventy two or something, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, you know we didn't have spacesuits, we didn't have rockets, we didn't have navigation systems, we have space food, like nothing. We had nothing, right? And so he just had this bold idea in which he mobilized the general public to sort of you know support, and you know by the end of the decade we went to the moon, right? So it's just, you know, it's metaphorical of like doing the impossible. And, you know, as a result of that, you know, doing the impossible, right? It, it changes, you know, the course of humanity or, you know, science and technology and whatever it may be. And so I found there's a lot of companies that sort of mirror that sort of uh, style of, you know, work or whatever it may be 
in this current day and age. And that's what I want to be doing yet yeah, for my life personally. Right? I want to be, you know, making them, you know, building them and building them, investing in them and, 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 and everything. So, so, yeah. I love this topic. I read uh, American Moonshot, um, the book mm-hmm. about how JFK brought us to the moon. And yeah. you know, I'm all about, I mean, he wasn't a technical guy, right? But he mobilized yeah. <laughs> people with language. And not because it's easy, but because it was hard, right? Yeah. And then what, what a lot of people don't understand is the reason we even got to the moon was because of the Nazis and von Braun, right? And the fact yeah. that the 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 scientists decided to surrender to the U.S. Right? Everyone wanted the scientists, the nuclear, the rocket rocket guys from the from Germany, yeah. and mm-hmm. it, it just happened that they that they decided it was the best bet to surrender to the Americans, right? Because they were going to be yeah. positioned to have the most power and the most resources. It being a metaphor, actually, you do see that with current, you know, modern day moonshots, right? I mean, like everything from, you know, the regulatory landscape for, for like, you know, drug discovery, right? Or, or you know, putting things right. in space and whatnot. Well, versus like, China. It's super right. interesting. Yeah, Instead exactly. Russia, there you go. Right. Yeah. It's China now between the U.S. There and you China, go. Yeah, yeah. You know, AI and whatnot and all these, you know, different sort of frontier tech. Like, there's a lot of politics in, and I, I find it right. really fascinating, but because it's interesting. Because you, yeah. you, you need government buy-in to be able to do mm-hmm. these things. You need government approvals yeah. and funding, like... You know, if you look at China, how much they've invested in in, in 5G, for example, and then, exactly. you know, yeah. right, it's a, everything's kind of a is framed through competition when it comes to to the free mm-hmm. market and, and creating things. I'm trying to think yeah. of some other moonshots. I know Google has their X, Google X division. They do. Right. Mm-hmm. But they had to shut down their balloon company. They had to shut that down. Right. So there mm-hmm. is a there's a chance like, right, that these some of these companies won't be profitable. Right. Um, yeah. And that's the 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 thing it's like oh they're delivering a great service right they're trying to deliver internet to uh, i think you know open africa right but it wasn't working out yeah yeah of course i mean like in regards to that like it's it's remin- like you know what what happened to loon right project loon like it's reminiscent of like what most moonshots deal with right like you know they're doing this awesome you know this great thing in the world right making this impact but at the end of the day it is a business and so you do have to make money right you do have to have that commercial viability and so uh project loon right that they just recently shut down like it didn't and then, that, you know, that's, that's the harsh truth, right? But again, these are not, you know, nonprofits, right? They're not charities. So they're actually, you know, they're businesses that are also doing some really good stuff in the world. And so you need both of them. Um, so unfortunately, yeah, Loon did, Loon did um, you know, sort of fail. But, you know, that, that opens the door for a bunch of other sort of uh, companies and other founders and other entrepreneurs to sort of, you know, make that moonshot. So so I'm, I'm hopeful. Right. I, I, I'm excited, yeah. So, I mean, you wrote this book as a sophomore in college. Or do you, when did you start writing it? <laughs> when I was a freshman in college, actually. And you're yeah. a freshman? Like what? Like the yeah. spring, second semester? Um, yeah, yeah. So so January 2020. Yeah, so about a year and two months ago. Yeah. Okay, so two months before COVID really hit the US. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so a little bit, like maybe a couple months before I did the podcast. I think that's interesting how you embarked on it when there was no COVID, no quarantine, right? You were just like, I'm going to lock away and do this. So that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have any external force kind of dictating how you did it. So you, uh, how did you even get started? Like, I mean... It, Mm-hmm. How did you, how do you even start writing a book? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, um, it was kind of funny, like, like the, like the journey to where I, um, yeah, you know, before I made the decision to write, it, it was actually a really big sort of, you know, bold sort of thing on my end, but, um, basically, you know, like growing up, right. Uh, my dad, he, he, my entire life, he worked at Bell Labs and, and he still works there to this day. Right. So Bell Labs, right. All the inventions, all the breakthroughs, all the Nobel prizes that they've won. Like I've seen, you know, all these things as a kid, right. Going through all the labs and whatnot, seeing all these, you know, bronze plaques on the wall and stuff. And I was like, damn, like I want to be an inventor or, you know, just do something in sort of like the, the research and, you know, the research and development sort of, um, you know, realm of, of, of the world and stuff. And then, um, you know, got to, got to college and, you know, sort of fell into like the, the, the finance crowd and sort of like the startup scene and everything. So, you know, that's how I fell in love with, you know, all things deep tech. At the time, what I was, uh, not even, so I was a first semester freshman, right? I, I realized I had this, you know, this deep sort of energy and passion for, for all things deep tech, but like, I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and and it, 
I don't know if it was, you know, the universe looking out for me, I don't know, serendipity or luck or whatever, maybe, but I just came across this one guy who would later become my mentor who brought me along in a book process, right? Of all places, I met him on LinkedIn. Really, really random, right? Who's he's he's also like- Who is this guy? He, so he's a professor at Georgetown. Yeah, and, I've heard um, about this guy. A ton of kids I'm sure you have. have met him and he, he tries yeah, to inspire yeah. them to write a book, right? But yeah, you're the yeah, only guy, guy. Met who's actually written a book. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a tough process. A lot of people, you know, fall on the fall on the way there. But yeah, you know, he took a chance on me, and I went with it. Right. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to you know, give that give that sort of opportunity up. And so, I just did it. Right. So you know, I met him. Super serendipitous conversation. He sort of inspired me. Right. Put me on the right path. You know, uh, connecting me with the publisher. Obviously, at the you know, get the book deal and whatever that may be. But you know, throughout the entire process, like yeah, like he was really really helpful for you know just navigating the entire scene and. And everything and yeah i mean the rest is history right just, uh, just uh, published it about two months ago or so, so so yeah that's so exciting man i mean congrats on, on getting this book out and and getting the book out mm-hmm. allowed you to land your dream job right at a venture capital yep. firm that specializes in the very companies that you wrote about um it yeah. really speaks to being a young person right i mean back in the day right like you know these tools weren't available but now like you're able to build a platform <laughs> as a young person and be someone of importance before you even go work for anyone else right that's the most <laughs> valuable thing you can stand tall yeah. on something you've done yourself at such a young age that makes you valid, like for a job, for any opportunity you want. And you, you did it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's an amazing story. So Lux Capital, what do you do there? Tell us about the first. Yeah, thing. yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so what are your Lux? So basically, you know, sort of typical associate level work, um, you know, sourcing, diligencing, right. Writing investment memos, uh, market research, some M&A analysis, right. Helping portfolio companies with uh, business development. Um, but I'm also helping them in terms of like press and stuff. And, you know, trying to, they're trying to, you know, Build, build that sort of uh, branch of their company. So, um, you know, th- it's always good to get Gen Z perspectives on that, hence why they why they hired me. So, yeah. so do you see yourself starting one of these companies or continuing to report on them, being involved with them, storytelling around them? Or do you see, your, do you see yourself working in VC for a long time? Yeah, on, like full honesty, like, I want to do it all. Like <laughs> I want to be at a, at a VC firm. There's very few of them, but I want to be at a VC firm that not only invests in sort of moonshot companies, but also, you know, builds them or incubates them, right? And so there's a very, there's a very few number of, Firms that do both them, um, so it kind of you know limits sort of my sort of uh, <laughs> um, sort of paths. But nonetheless, like I, I know that to be true. Like I want to do that. So honestly, I'm down to start a fund in the future, sort of an incubator slash you know sort of uh, investing firm. Um, but we'll see. Like I just want to be in a position where I could again invest, build, and support as many moonshot companies as possible. All right. So what's your piece of career advice to a student who you know is considering creating content or creating something right to stand out? Yeah. Right. There's a couple things. There's a couple things. So, so, all right. So, in creating content, all right. The way that, all right, the way that I think, and and you know, we we spoke about it, you know, last week or whenever we were on the panel. But the way I think about it, you know, creating content is just maximizing serendipity. I think you know the the key to maximizing you know the serendipity, right? The luck that comes to your life, like, is again one of the ways of doing that is content creation. And what I mean by that is like, all right, you know, say you create you know whatever content that you do, right? TikToks, right? Blog pieces, uh, videos, podcasts, whatever it may be, or books, right? you create this content, you, you distribute it to, you know, wherever you do and all the people that read it, they're going to probably reach out to you, right? They're going to engage with it. They're going to tell their friends and they're going to tell their friends. And then you're, you're going to see this sort of this, um, you, you know, this, this, the sequence of sequence of events that will just unlock so many sort of opportunities and people to meet and all these things. Right. And it just opens so many doors. And that's why I love, you know, creating kind of about, about any sort of medium, right. And any, about any sort of topic. Building in public. What. Yeah, exactly. Building in public, like Beautiful. everyone sort of in the, in the, on like tech Twitter and sort of the startup world, they, they always say that like, it's, it, it makes sense. It, it works, right. It works. Like everyone loves, you know, seeing people's journeys, what I realized, like, you know, everyone obviously, you know, will congratulate you at, at the end, right. If you do some good or, you know, 
if you if you don't if you sort of you know, fail on the way like you get back up and you continue right but what i realized like in terms of you know building an audience and 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 sort of getting like engaged crowd of people is just like bringing them on the journey to that that, that end sort of goal that you want to be at right to that sort of uh whatever end state and so honestly like like it worked for me i worked for so many people i know just like you know building in public right people bringing people on the journey you know joining communities right and just like using this content as a means of meeting people right opening opportunities to yourself and, and all this good stuff so Again, if I were to boil it down into two worlds, just like two words, just like maximizing serendipity is, is just the key to, to everything. I love it. I love it, man. It's a really, really good way to look at things. And it's something I've tapped into. Again, just serendipity, <laughs> like you're just putting yourself out there and like, yeah. you don't know who's watching. Just someone's exactly. going to discover you, exactly. who's going to change your life. Like you're just going to just live an exponential lifestyle if you're putting yourself out there and showing your talents and your, your drive and ambition to the world. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining me, man. Uh, cheers to your future and our future as well. And uh, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a great interview. Congrats on all your success. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, that was Rahul Rana, the author of Making Moonshots and an associate at Lux Capital, in addition to a business school student at Rutgers. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I certainly had a lot of fun with it. I think it's going to be an awesome read. I'm going to read it myself and I'll be with you guys again soon. Stay frosty.